Welcome everyone to the Affiliated Podcast. This is our final live recording at TNC 2021 and the energy is up in our VIP room because people are actually, you know, it's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at this point, so they're waking up um, on our last day. But we are super, super excited to have an amazing guest today that's going to be talking about how to protect your business from the things that really should be keeping you up at night, whether it's a regulatory agency, whether it's a lawsuit. We have an amazing layer today. Um, Damon Wright, for a second, I almost said Gordon. I don't know why, but that's, that's because the firm that you work for, um, but he's been saving business owners from things that honestly will wreck businesses for, for a really long time now. And we're really excited to talk about and, and get some amazing information how you guys are going to be able to protect your own business. So um, he's going to share in some really amazing knowledge bombs. But before that, just want to say hi. Welcome, David. Yeah, how are you thanks doing? Thanks very much, Kyle. I'm yeah. doing great. I'm good, good. Yeah, good. This is the last day, and uh, I know we all had fun last night, so yes. hopefully I'll sound lucid and alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My voice did not have fun, but my body did, so that's oh, always go. good, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, tell me a little about your background. So how, how do you find yourself, obviously, I mean, not you don't have to say how, why you decided law, but at least yeah. in this type of law and working with this type of you know clientele with online entrepreneurs, online marketing, e-commerce, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So, yeah, I've been practicing law for, it's always strange to say practicing law because we actually do it. We just don't practice it. But I've been doing that for uh, 25 years. And uh, the first half was kind of jack of all trades, business litigation and intellectual property litigation, going to court a lot. And then I still do that and I love that. But I reached a point where I was getting bored and really getting to know my clients well too and realizing there's a lot more that we can do that I can do besides just handle that defense of a lawsuit. And, and it was actually here in San Diego that I started representing some clients that are now some of my closest friends Awesome. Uh, in the people search kind of background report industry. And uh, and I also around the same time was doing a lot of uh, sort of the infomercial as seen on TV representation of, of some of those companies that have been around for a long time. And uh, really just uh, knowing how much fun I was having and learning all the time, recognizing that if you understand the business issues that the client faces and, you know, it's simply the terminology in all of this, you can be a much more effective lawyer and attract a lot more business. Um, there are a lot of good lawyers out there, but they don't know uh, what internet marketing is all about. Uh, they don't understand split testing and LTV and, and all these things. And we're always trying to give advice that's going to help increase the value of the company. Um, just to, to say yes, no, or here's the law isn't effective. You need to take the facts and apply them to the law to make the best decisions, to be the best lawyer, to provide the best advice. So, yeah, for the last... Um, you know, since around 2010, 2011, I'd say most of my practice is representing online advertisers, e-commerce retailers, and I'm the head of the advertising and e-commerce practice group at my law firm, Gordon Reese. Mm-hmm. We're about 1,200 lawyers now all across the country, and we kind of have a law firm within a firm, which is oh, great. That's uh, nice. Yeah. I mean, it, I say that. It's not official, but if it's a privacy issue, if it's an M&A, corporate transaction issue, uh, you know, trademark, copyright advertising claims review, whatever it is. Um, you know, we've got subject matter experts that can handle all these things and so we're able to be full service and really efficient. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a really powerful asset for anyone working with some of these. I, I do yeah. also want to dial back. I think one thing, yeah. uh, you know, we just said, hey, we have an attorney, we have some of the blah, 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 right? Yeah. People are thinking, okay, this is gonna be very technical, business oriented. You just highlighted such a brilliant marketing tactic there and just the value, right? You have technical law stuff, here's all these things, but being able to take what is very technical and then explain it in the language of the audience and the target individuals that you want. Like being able to do that, like you said, it's immensely valuable. Not only does it make your job easier, but boy, now the consumers could kind of bridge that gap. And funny, we actually see people struggle with that pretty often sometimes, right? I know all this about a product and being able to effectively communicate that 
to the audience you intend to. Um, you know, that's that's really the mystery of marketing is getting that message in there. So I just thought that was a really oh, great concept you. that you put in there. So, yeah. um, well, and you also some other good things. It's, it's really just about growing businesses. You understand the business, which I think is really, really powerful. And oftentimes, online entrepreneurs really struggle. They could barely explain to their mom what they do, right, you know, most right, of the time. Right. So finding a lawyer that understands it as well has to be a huge benefit. Um, and then you know, the other thing too is you're kind of talking to me uh, beforehand that you also kind of approach things a little bit different when you work with your clients. You have a, a, little, a little bit more of a strategy that's a bit more holistic. It's not just, hey, I'm gonna protect you. It's really more about, no, we want your business to grow and succeed and go to the next level. So why don't you talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly exactly right. I mean, the people in our, in our team, we can look at a, at a, a pre-sell page, look at a website, look at the terms, look at the email copy, look at the, X, the SMS copy, and pretty quickly see exactly what needs to be fixed and how to fix it in a way that's not going to hurt conversion in any meaningful way and will substantially lower the risk. And we do this all the time. You know, it's- So wait, Damon, you're saying more money yeah. and less risk. So it is, does anyone want that out here? Is that like a common thing? That's, that's fantastic, right? Because yeah, yeah. I know I think lots of people see compliance and think, Convergence are about to get yeah, killed. Yeah, they're mutually right? exclusive. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, but you're you're proof that that is not the case. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can tell you, I've got lots of clients who were are doing great. I mean, <laughs> it, so you know, sometimes I think in metaphor, sometimes, and you think of you know, internet entrepreneur or someone who wants to be this, and they start with a campfire, and then it becomes a campsite, and then maybe it becomes a shack, and then maybe it becomes a house, and at some point it becomes a mansion, then maybe even a castle. But the problems with castles is everyone's always attacking these castles, right? <laughs> yeah. So yes. they're throwing those, you know, oil-covered arrows over, yeah. you know, shooting those <laughs> over the walls. And in my ma- imagination, there are paratroopers kind of coming in from the top, too. I know yeah. I'm mixing yeah. arrows. Yeah, we have some really interesting ages here. Like, I, I, yeah. I feel like you've uh, described an interesting sci-fi like film. Yeah. Psychedelic mushrooms or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I have not. But... Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, there there are these forces that could attack the, mm-hmm. what you've got. But yeah. what you really want to do is start on a strong foundation. So again, mixing metaphors, but what a strong house has a strong foundation, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's going to crumble. Yeah. It doesn't. I think uh, a strong castle has a good foundation. Well, that's too, true too, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. But you need that moat and you need those walls. And, mm-hmm. you, and inside the castle, there might be uh, some folks that are taking your sheep and ducking out the door. So it could be, you know... The Federal Trade Commission, or consumer class action lawyers, or your competitors, uh, or not protecting your trade secrets. Those could be the sheep, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, employees moving and taking stuff with them. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. a lot of different things you can do. And I don't like fear based marketing. The sky is falling. Sometimes that's the only way to communicate something because it's really serious. But I do like uh, sort of optimistic, positive, that feeling that people get when. You know, you're driving in a convertible on a beautiful sunny day, tops down, music's playing, maybe it's on the Pacific Coast Highway, and you just feel like everything is clicking. You know, I'm I'm uh, loving life. I'm yeah. very lucky to be doing something that doesn't feel like a job. I'd like for clients to have that feeling. You yeah. Know, sleep well at night again. And so the idea that um, you can build a strong foundation, add value to your company, uh, it's much better to me than saying, if you don't do this, the FTC is going to come in and destroy your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, in that way, it's not just fear aversion. You're, tra- you're talking about building aspirations, right? We want to live the life. But a lot of that drive requires the fact that some of those risks and those defenses are there so you have the peace of mind. Yeah. So so really, it's not 
you should be afraid, but let's move towards peace of mind. I think I think that definitely makes a lot of sense, and it you sounds like it. you guys look at it a very holistic way. Um, so I mean, that's fantastic, yeah. right? You're yeah. the ocean air in their hair, and you know all that fresh. It allows the fresh breath for the the clients to happen. So, um, well, really fantastic, yeah. and obviously a super important thing. Um, and I, I, we won't go in the horror stories because obviously there's lots of them that happen, but really the success stories. And we have some mutual clients and we've seen that and seen some of the relief. Um, we'll actually talk about that a little bit later with an individual that we specifically know. Um, but before that, that, that being said, um, I think one of the big things that people do want to hear are what are the, some of the things that they should be scared about, or at least things they should be paying attention to so they keep that ocean drive going in the right way. Are there any things recently or, or currently you're kind of seeing um, in the market that people should be paying attention to? Yeah, there's several things. Um, so for the uh, financial publishing industry, the business guru, business coaching industry, uh, multi-level marketing, not that that's a lot of the community here, uh, real estate flipping, make money from home on the internet. Those kinds of verticals where people are being told you can make money. The FTC has put a real strong emphasis on going after companies that do that and make future earnings claims. So it could be the investment newsletter, the advertising saying, you're going to get a 25% return if you take my course. You know, that's what all these other people have done, and you will do it too. Uh, or the multi-level marketing. So that there's something called Operation Income Illusion that the FTC announced back at the yeah. end of 2020. And, and that's become a major enforcement priority. Yeah, well, first, we just have to pause and say, yeah. well, what an awesome name. Operation, so, you yeah. know, we, we rag on the government a lot of times, but Operation Income Illusion, you know, it seems like you should have a really aggressive swipe on that or something, you know. It's, um, it's cool. Yeah, so, so a lot of that sounds like, so they're putting a big emphasis on the specificity. So even if you might have like past or if it, it might be even like an average of outcomes um, that people have, they're, they're really hammering on that specific, uh, specificity part, which yeah. is always a tough one for me. It's, it's, the, it's the future predictions. Mm, okay. And, and then the past, if it's not properly substantiated. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's it. So there was a case brought against a company called Raging Bull mm-hmm. back in December 2020 that really shocked the financial publishing industry. And the FTC came in and sought an asset freeze and got an injunction and sued the owners. And a lot of other businesses in the industry said, okay, we know that company and we probably need to get our act together right now and clear us right now. So that's that's one major area. And I don't want to spend too much time on that because I know there's so many others. Uh, We've got, for the longest time, of course, the issue with dietary supplements and uh, just a few days ago, the FTC and FDA announced a joint operation cracking down on blood sugar, sort of diabetes-focused dietary supplements. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, back at the beginning of the pandemic, there was over like 150 warning letters that went out for companies that were talking about vitamin C or vitamin yeah. D, and this might help you with COVID, to prevent mm-hmm. COVID, right? Uh, yeah. You know, that it will always be an issue, and and for our clients, we're trying to help them say what they want to say, to be blunt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but do it in a way that's going to reduce the risk. Yeah. And there is a lot of science out there and ed- information, education, and clinical studies that um, could support certain claims from just a real-world perspective. But if they reference that science, that education, in their advertising copy, they're vulnerable to being... Uh, charged with selling a misbranded drug. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we do a lot of that work and that's, I think going to continue to be a, a major issue because consumers are more and more not going to the doctor's office, but looking online for solutions, mm-hmm. which means that 
the dietary supplement business model is going to continue to grow and thrive. And yeah. uh, likewise, you know, telehealth, telemedicine. Yeah. So let's let's dial back a couple of things. I do want to kind of, um, you know, we, we talked about, hey, how do we, the positive side, right? So let's going back to the the claims around the specificity with future earnings. And then also we'll circle on the, the supplement side because super sure. interesting there. So I think oftentimes people that are sitting there and you're sure marketers are like, yeah, but people can. They can make a lot of money. So <laughs> what's a way that you could talk about that without putting yourself in a situation where you might, you know, honestly even create a full sex of claims, which really, I think one thing that's really important for marketers to always understand, it's easy to get caught up and I get it. Like I like to complain about the government regulatory agencies, but, but at the same time, they're really trying to protect consumers. You don't want your consumer to have, you know, a false impression and make a bad decision, even though you're just trying to do a good thing, but it could result in a bad thing. So that being said, like, I want to make people know that they, you know, my product might make them a lot of money, right? right and right. I feel pretty confident about that. So how do you have that discussion in a way that I'm not going to crush my conversions, but still, you know, get that message out there and, and not have the FTC shut me down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's go with a scale of one to 10. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people have different, they flip the scale, but for whatever reason, I've always viewed a 10 as a perfect 10 as in a gymnastics score where the FTC would be the gymnastics judges, right? And, and is a 10 for them good or bad? The 10 is good. Okay, good. Yeah, I just yeah. want to make sure. I, was, I wasn't sure if like the FTC is saying like 10, like 10, this is bad. Yeah. We're I, I, down. I'm okay. picturing like the, the Russian judges, no offense FTC, no offense <laughs> Russians. Um, but, you know, at the Olympics, 10, they say this is the best, most compliant website we've ever seen. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, one, you could go to jail. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, most clients want to be at least a six. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't necessarily want to be an eight, nine, or ten, because they're worried about their competitors being able to have more success than they uh, than they will be and, and not making money, right? Mm-hmm. So what we often do is we go through VSLs and we go through website claims and, and look at the ad copy, and we're making edits to get the risk um, uh, under control, mm-hmm. and it's nuanced. And so, a lot of times the claims that are future-looking about how I will show you how to make $5,000 a week Mm -hmm. is tweaked to say, I will show you how I was able to teach people to make $5,000 a week. Oh, okay. And and it's such a a slight of... Uh, yeah. Sleight of hand is a horrible word for a lawyer to <laughs> Such a slight tweak. How about that? Slight tweak. Yes, that yes, sounds better than yes. sleight of hand. Yeah, this especially is, when I it's guess recorded. This is being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I promise we won't strike use that it from the record, right? please. Um, <laughs> yeah. So those kinds of tweaks. You've taken something that's forward-looking and just with a, a slight tweak, it's now past. Yeah. Uh, retrospective. Now the, it still needs to have substantiation. It still needs to be true, not deceptive. And mm-hmm. so. You need to have a substantial number of students, clients who made $5,000 a week. Yeah. You may have some students, clients that made $20,000 a week. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And you can use that even though they're outliers. Mm-hmm. But then the issue is you need to make sure that you've worked into the copy that this is not the typical student. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in a really positive, upbeat way. Yeah. To say, I want to tell you about Joe one of my most successful students who I'm so proud of, who crushed it because he fully committed. And you know, here's Joe's story. Mm-hmm. And, and or you know, hear what some of our top performing clients have said. Nice. Just those words, top performing, it sounds yeah. you know, positive, but it's actually serving a legal purpose. Yeah. You're saying these are outliers. Yeah. And then you can maybe, the bottom of the page still have some 
strong verbiage that looks more like what a lawyer would write, but mm -hmm. there were, you can weave those things into your copy mm -hmm. in a way that uh, helps lower the risk quite a bit and doesn't hurt conversion. Yeah, no, I love that, especially going into, in fact, I'd almost argue the, that you, you, know, you will make or you can make, and then let me show you how I taught these other people it, it honestly builds more, more trust yes. and is, is better. Right. Like I actually right. think that's a better statement from a convergence standpoint. Yep. Um, so, you know, you're, you're attacking different things, right? So sometimes we can get blinded by aggression because we feel like these are what we have to do and we, we're missing good opportunities right in front of us as well as like the top performers, right? Because it's good to talk to outliers, but do it in a way that, you know, we aspire to be top form. Now one question, I won't get too much into copy stuff here because I'm always super curious, but yeah. um, you know, the one part of that too is can you tie that back to saying like, um, you know, you don't have to say it's typical, but oh, I lost my where my question was going. Sorry, my totally left me. Um, <laughs> sorry. Okay, okay. Oh no, now I remember. Um, so just like being able to write in the copy, like, um, you know, because they did this and this and this. You know, like you said, they they fully committed to the system. Do you have risks of then like? I'm thinking, I just watched the Lulu Rich documentary and where they would really push these people out, but because it's like an MLM scheme, mm -hmm. right? You can never get there. Right. Um, so are there any issues like that that you have to worry about depending on the way your, your product's built that you might not be able to push a claim that, do you want to be this person? Hey, if you want to be like Todd, you know, even though he's one of our top performers, you're definitely going to want to do this. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of different elements to pull in to protect the company from risk in that situation. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not just the copy. Yep. Um, the, with anybody selling any product or service online, direct to consumer, mm -hmm. so important are the website terms. Okay. And in the website terms, and, and, and maybe some of this as well in a more conspicuous way because mm -hmm. most people don't read website terms. Yeah. Uh, but in the website terms, having representations and warranties from the consumer, um, limiting the company's liability, mm -hmm. um, the representations and warranties could be something to the effect that the consumer has at least $100,000 in assets and isn't going to be spending their last nickel mm. to participate in this. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and then... This is hugely important. You know, early on we talked about the castle and different yeah. uh, forces that might want to attack you. Having class action waiver provisions uh, provision in your terms, uh, along with mandatory confidential arbitration. So if there's ever any dispute, they can't sue in court. And they can't say, I'm suing on behalf of myself and the other 50,000 people who bought this product or service from 2017 up to the present. Nice. Okay. Yeah, they can only go into court as a single consumer arbitration and it's yeah. confidential. So there's, there's lots of things like that. I mean, that's that's going to be a deterrent, actually, from a lot of lawsuits mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, so I, I I mean, I've heard the arbitration. I think that's something that for any of us have ever pretty much consumed any product. That's that's pretty pretty standard, but I hadn't heard the class action waiver, so that's another one. Oh, I wonder that's, if a that's lot of people, massively important. Yeah. Does that, do you see that miss pretty often in people's businesses with their terms? Yeah, I do. I, I'm usually not one. Usually, if one's missed, both are missed. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I you know, we have clients that come to us. Some are just getting started, and they found something online, and they thought that this sounds like lawyer stuff. I'll just, you know, <laughs> I'll just use this, and it's yeah. not tailored at all. And it's not good. Um, other clients, you know, have have terms that haven't been reviewed in a long time, and maybe were good at the time, but the lawyer didn't really. They used the lawyer, but the lawyer didn't understand the business. Mm -hmm. And it, this is, I'm, I'm talking about it as if it was a major project. It's stuff we do in a few hours. Yeah, um, if that, but. Um, yeah, usually um, with all of our clients, they have mandatory arbitration, class action waiver, and another language to protect the yeah. clients. Uh, and, you know, there are folks who make their living just surfing the web, trying to find websites, making claims that maybe are on the aggressive side, then buying a most expensive product, 
and then turn around and sending a demand letter saying, I was deceived by this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to sue unless you pay me X amount of money, mm-hmm. and I'm going to sue on behalf of the class. Well, if you have in your website terms this language, mm-hmm. th- you're not going to get those letters. I mean, they're going to see it and pass over you and find the next website that, that's missing that to target them. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's incredible how many class actions are filed against major retailers that didn't have this, actually. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it seems like, wow, we talk about the power of words, right? Just a couple yeah, sentences totally. could change uh, totally. the landscape of your business pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, the case law in the Supreme Court has really evolved in favor of arbitration and enforcing class mm-hmm. action waivers, too. And, you know, the, the consumer advocacy groups are, have been outraged for quite a while about this. Yeah. But it is, the, the, say, the law, and you should take advantage of that. And, yeah. and, and, you know, obviously, building a brand is all about building trust with the consumer. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to overlook that. It's not about trying to get out of a lawsuit, but you want to have few consumer complaints, have people coming back again yeah. and again. That's, yeah. That's how well, I mean, and and we important. Could, yeah, yeah. And I think the other side is, like, in reality, there are people that are, they're predatory in terms of how they're looking to find the holes they in are. businesses. Yeah, for and sure. so we're, you still want to build a business that's going to be good for consumers and, and, and you're really caring about them. But even if you care, if you don't have those protections, somebody else doesn't care that that's right. you're trying to do a good job. They just care about, sweet, I see a hole in it. I see a hole in your castle gate. Yeah. Um, and they're going to they're gonna go and you know take take advantage. So, exactly. Um, no, this I know we're going to dial back a little bit, but this was just a claim question I thought was really interesting um, to ask. So when we talked about top performers for um, you know the IM and making money online space, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and then we kind of brought in the dietary supplements. Right. Uh, one of the big ones that always comes up in the dietary supplements or a health and fitness thing is weight loss claims. Yeah. Um, so is there is there a possibility because understanding i think it's what two pounds or three pounds in a week is the maxed amount that you could do um you know when you're talking weight loss claims is that something that you could translate for outliers with weight loss so i've had a testimonial um as long as maybe i don't put like a time constraint on it but i had somebody that lost you know 60 pounds right so how can i talk about that if maybe they did lose it in like you know, four weeks or two weeks. Can you kind of apply some of those top performer mentalities? There's a little bit different with weight loss. Yeah. So what, what the regulators want to see is if you had the person that lost 60 pounds in Mm -hmm. in two months or something like that, they want to see a disclaimer that says, this is not typical. This is an outlier. And it could be, when I say disclaimer, it could be sort of like advertising copy. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be look like a disclaimer but they want to see that and then secondly they want to see what the average results were mm. and they want to see that conspicuously displayed mm-hmm. and you know if it, if you watch you know the the jenny craig or weight watchers you know television commercials in freeze because it's not on the screen very long but you can <laughs> see the superscript that, that says the average weight loss was 1.6 pounds over three weeks in a study between the state and that date right but they want to see both of those um a lot of times that with, with a lot of sites, they don't have that second piece. Yeah. Um, they haven't done a study. They don't know what's um, been reported. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to do depending on the nature of your product and the demographic and what kind of com- communication you have mm-hmm. with your consumers. And there could be lots of variables that could take people in all kinds of different directions. Yeah. But that's... Yeah, I mean, that, that's the answer. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's great because I think that's one of the things where it's like, okay, that could apply, but... Now you can see where, well, there's going to be a little bit of work you have to do when you go into to studies and, and you, know, you know, setting something like that where you could get the real data and have it truly substantiated. Yeah. Um, because if you're going to put that claim out there and it's not substantiated, 
you don't want to be in that situation, I can imagine, because as soon as someone tries to challenge that, um, you, you'd be in a bad spot. So, no, that's just super helpful yeah, because yeah. my general, uh, I'd always heard in kind of the, you know, from the copy world and what we talked about, is like, just don't do it, right? If you have those testimonials, you just basically say, sorry, or yeah. you just don't put, you say they lost X amount of pounds with no amount of time um, in terms of what you'd be speaking to. So, right, right, right. Um, yeah, we have a, a couple of years ago, and, and Ryan's sitting over there, uh, one of my colleagues, uh, helped a client design a study, uh, a survey for their mm-hmm. consumers um, that has a penis pump. Ah. And, uh, and they were able to make some really strong claims based mm. on... Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like something, you know, is a really, sounds like a hard job possibly, you know, Other, but you guys had a really good <laughs> plan that was executed well. <laughs> so that's good. You know, I, yeah, it, it was erect from, uh, it was, that was too obvious. All right. All right. It's not, all right, Dan. Not it's clever okay. at all. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You know, it's a, that's a tough one. You know, it takes a, it could be really long to try and figure out what, what it needs Damn to be. Damn, you're good. <laughs> um, so going right. back away from penis bumps, yes. um, but obviously getting, you know, getting some studies in there. Actually, we have a, um, a client that they did that for um, some ED or not ED, but like uh, penis enlargement products mm-hmm. where they went and, um, you know, did real studies yeah. and like they went through that. They invest, I think they end up spending like about um, 100,000 or 150,000 doing a study, but it immediately gave them a distinct advantage in their marketing because they can make claims that no one else could with protection. They right. could do it in a way that they weren't going to get in trouble. So that's one of those things, depending on where you're at in your business, uh, you know, st- I think studies are really underutilized by a lot of businesses. And so I imagine you guys help out with that. We do. Um, but that could give you distinct advantages in the marketplace when you, when you could do that for your product. You really can. Yeah. With comparative advertising, especially. Yeah. yeah. I'll compare would it talk a little bit more about that with well, comparative advertising. Yeah, so comparative advertising is when you are comparing your product to your competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, back in the eighties, nineties, the Coke versus Pepsi challenge, yeah. right? And uh, you know, four out of five people mm-hmm. prefer Colgate, you know, or whatever it is. Um, now, the, what you have to be concerned about there is Lanham Act is a, it's a federal law, false advertising claims, mm-hmm. and that can apply if you're making false claims about your product or making false claims about a competitor's product. Mm-hmm. And so, you need to make sure before you launch into comparative advertising that you've got your body of evidence to substantiate the claims you've made. Mm, yeah. Uh, and if someone out is out there making claims that uh, more consumers like their mattress or their vacuum or has mm-hmm. greater sucking power than mm-hmm. any other vacuum. Yeah. My clients Don't bring it back to the pump, Damon. I know, I know it's I know, tempting, I, I, but no, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, we represent our clients sometimes in going after competitors for false mm-hmm. advertising as well. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But that's, that's comparative advertising. Okay. Just a, a side note on that. Sometimes people get upset because they see their trademark being used in comparative advertising, mm-hmm. and they think that's trademark infringement. It's actually usually not, hmm. and that's because the trademark isn't being used in a way that suggests a connection or affiliation, a sponsorship or endorsement between competitor A and competitor B. It's rather competitor A is saying, "We're this company, and we're much better than this other company." Yeah. Uh, just like WalmartSucks.com doesn't infringe Walmart's trademark because no one's going to think Walmart sponsored that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that makes a ton of sense. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Great. So, yeah. um, well, we're, you mentioned there was also just, uh, I think you, we were talking a little bit earlier too, and you said uh, just to go back to some other big news, there was something that really changed with the FTC um, very recently. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty big ruling. And so tell, tell people a little bit about that. Yeah. I think that's going to be, you know, even for non-lawyers, I think this could be really interesting. Okay. Uh, so 
Since the early challenge accepted as a non challenge, well, I'll accepted. tell you at the Throw end if the it's gauntlet. interesting, Damon. We'll figure oh, it out. Now I've got to tell it in an interesting way. All right, let me try. Um, so, since the early 70s, uh, the FTC has been applying this statute law called Section 13B. And incrementally over the years, they were telling the courts that this statute gives us more and more and more power. Mm-hmm. They were broadening their interpretation of the statute and the courts have been going along. And oftentimes it's the FTC saying this company is public enemy number one. They are stealing from consumers. They're taking advantage of vulnerable people. They need to be stopped and crushed and destroyed. And judges are human. And their reaction is ends justify the means. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get too caught up in the t- finer points of the law. If you're trying to help the public, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Where do I sign? Yeah. Right? Well, that, since around the 2000 time period, they didn't do this in the eight, 70s, 80s, 90s so much, but around 2005, 10, up to the present, recent present, they've said that Section 13B allows them to go and sue a company without much notice, if any, to the company and the company's owners and get a asset freeze of the company's assets, their bank accounts, the owner's bank accounts. Man, yes, that's a nuclear bomb it, for it a totally. business. And, and guess what? When a company is sued by the FTC, there's never been a greater time that they've needed to access funds yeah. to pay for people like us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but in that situation, for years, they, the company has had to go to the... That was weird. I don't know how that oh, happened, yeah. but it's okay. For and those days, since court. this is still primarily an Audi medium, uh, a cord went weird. So, so you guys <laughs> wonder why that happened. So, um, uh, so the, yeah, in that situation, the defendants have had to go to court and ask for permission to get a release of some of their funds to pay the lawyers. Yeah. Right. All right. So, so asset freeze, bank account freeze, not just the company, but the owners, people who have got children, mm-hmm. newborn. Yeah. I, I need to borrow money from my friends and family to be able to buy diapers and formula. Yeah. I mean, really, really hard. Yeah. Tough situation. And this is the very beginning of the case, but it's mm-hmm. almost like the case is over in its entirety before yeah. it ever started. And the reason the FTC said that they needs to get the asset freeze is because it said Section 13B gives us the right to recover money from the defendants. Disgorgement of ill-gotten gains. Mm. All right? Gotcha. So here's the big thing. The Supreme Court said back in March, 9-0 opinion, mm-hmm. very unusual. Section 13B does not give the FTC the authority to get money damages. Mm. It only gives the FTC authority to go into court and get an order known as an injunction Mm -hmm. to stop a company from doing certain things. Mm. That's Uh, huge. It's it's really huge. Really, really huge. Yeah. Um, And so it means the FTC can go into court and say, this company needs to stop selling this product. Mm -hmm. It needs to stop this advertising. But it can't go in and say we're entitled to this money at the end of the day so freeze it right now under this statute yeah right yeah i mean it's not going to go and ruin everyone's lives where employees don't get paid they lose their paycheck they weren't aware that anything was going wrong right right right, right. and all of a sudden they're they're they're, you know nothing so yeah i mean that's it's yay right that's fantastic uh right the day the decision came out there was um an announcement from um one of the people at the FTC about how you know today the Supreme Court sided in favor of fraudsters and and crooks uh, <laughs> and, and you know, destroyed um, our mission and it was really, it was very unprofessional actually because what the, the Supreme Court did is they interpreted the law that had been on the books 
for for decades. Yeah, the way probably it was intended based on the plain language. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not about sort of public policy, but it's about what the law says. Yeah, and and the public policy. I mean, the the due process expectation. You know, that mm-hmm. we think we all have as Americans under this Constitution, and you know, I'll, I'll, that mm-hmm. was sort of thrown right out the door. Yeah, with, with the way the FTC was allowed to enforce this statute. Yeah, so they're the FTC's pivoting now. They're they. For years, I mean, in the trial law for nutri industry, lots of companies have had just been eviscerated, destroyed, mm-hmm. crushed. They've now pivoted, though, to try to sort of expand the interpretation of other statutes mm. to accomplish what they were doing before under Section 13B. And the, and that's being litigated. So there's something called ROSCA, R-O-S-C-A, which mm-hmm. is a subscription billing law mm. for companies selling products on subscription. And it's always had to do with like your disclosures on your checkout page. Yeah. But now the FTC is trying to make it into a more broad false advertising statute hmm. to say that you haven't properly disclosed the terms of sale, the billing terms, if you told the consumer on the homepage, the landing page of the website, that this celebrity was endorsing the product and he or she wasn't, or this before and after was a. And, uh, and they're tying that to payment terms. Yes. So basically, like, because the terms that they're paying were based on something that was false, we want to go attack that, that that's and right. then seize your, the funds Your terms there. were materially deceptive because you didn't disclose that that claim you made earlier on the funnel was false. Wow. That that sounds you like some it? magic work there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, well done. You not only accepted the challenge, you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you that was good. Challenge. You did good. Well, yeah, I was gonna say you did a good yeah. job. That was good. So good job. Um, well, we, honestly, well, I guess it's always a blessing curse, right? So they're still working on something to hopefully get that power back. But the time yeah. being, you know, obviously a huge win. And so um, now, I'll be honest. We could probably talk all day about all the different things that you needed to know to, to really legally protect yourself, um, you know, with your business and grow the right way, um, and, and focus on those positives and be on that highway, um, you know, on on the ocean um, with the the wind in your hair. Um, um, but you actually have something, an asset, and we mentioned this earlier, um, that could really, really change people's lives today in their business, um, just right now. Yeah. And it, the great thing is all it's going to cost them is some time and being able to go click and find something. So really, really low cost for value that's in the six-figure range. In fact, um, you, you you could share as well, but um, one of our uh, mutual friend that we know and a client of our company um, by the name, well, we won't say his name, but he had posted um, on a Facebook group that we were a part of about reading what, what Damon's going to tell you about here um, and how he's like, holy cow, this is going to save me tons of money. And I wish I would have read this years ago. Someone sitting on you know a poolside with a drink reading legal stuff. So yep, yep. that being said, it is very riveting and very important. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about it and how they could get access yeah, to it? Yeah, so this sounds like the beginning of a funnel and, it, and I'm sorry <laughs> it does. And it's my fault. I just no, I can't no, help but pitch, Damon. Know, but it is actually a super amazing well, piece. Yeah, of I mean, literature. Thank, we'll say. thank you. All right. Yeah. So, so what Kyle is talking about is the e-commerce retailer legal guide. And I, th- I think I want to change the name of it at some point to to playbook because mm-hmm. that's really what it is. Uh, let me digress for a moment. Yeah. We think of you know we've got in this community right here at the convention center in San Diego, there are people that are amazing with uh, creating riveting copy. They're amazing with media buying, um, split testing, whatever. They've got these great technical skills they're, or they're visionaries. But let's think about like professional athletes. There are athletes who can jump high, run fast, hit hard. They're, they're really, really good at, in terms of their, 
They're you, you're just making me feel bad about my athletics here, Damon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right. The peak athletes. Yeah, yeah. Do a lot no, of I, I, things. I, I think you're probably good at darts. Or something like that. <laughs> no, no. Right. I mean, the glasses might make think you oh, make me think about right. no, yeah. <laughs> but but if you're going to really have success on the sports field, mm-hmm. you have to know the rules. Yeah. And you know, a, a soccer player is not going to be very good if every time they score a goal, it's declared off sides, or mm-hmm. the the. NBA player gets kicked out of league because of substance abuse issues or mm-hmm. they're, you know, every time they shoot the ball, they've already traveled. Yeah. In any event, then back, back to this. So I, I want people to really be successful in all respects and to do that, you need to know some rules and it's not, it's not really that hard. These are, uh, this playbook it provides really practical, best practices advice on like 15 different topics to help you grow, protect, strengthen your business. And each section is only two or three pages long. It's written for business owners with a short story kind of moment time from real life experiences. I mean, every single client we have, every single matter we've handled, we've learned from that to help the next client without disclosing client information. It's more and more experience. And so a lot of that is in this guide. And it's probably $150,000, $200,000 of attorney time that went into creating this. And the the client we were just talking about, uh, as well as many others, have said, oh my gosh, I, you know, I read this on the flight back, and I, I now, I feel like I'm, I'm so much stronger and more knowledgeable. I understand things I didn't understand before. I've always been kind of, you know, intimidated by the, the law, and now I get how it helps me improve my bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a big thing, intimidated, right? You hear a lot of that yeah. law stuff, and yeah. I think it's a, it's a combination of you don't know what you don't know, as well as... Sometimes you're afraid of what you'll find out. You know, that, that right. what's knowledge exactly going to unlock right. and expose in my business? But at the same time, don't accept a blind spot and wait for it to become a problem. And this is really, you know, just at your fingertips for nothing ex- outside of just, you know, your time to read it. You could take those blind spots and only uncover them, but then solve them quickly so they don't become problems. Hey, so, no, you're totally right. Here, let me just, again, this feels like I'm reading a funnel. <laughs> and I need my glasses, but all right. The topics include one easy way to avoid class actions. Three things all subscription retailers must know. How to add value to your brand with trademarks and copyrights. How to create engaging and compliant advertising. The basics all dietary supplement and cosmetic retailers must know. The basics all business coaches and financial publishers must know. The keys to successful influencer marketing, SMS marketing, telemarketing, and email marketing. How to protect your tech and confidential info with agreements. What you need to know about privacy policies. That's a really big issue now. Uh, What you need to know about state sales tax. The benefits of business insurance—that's huge. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's no, I mean that, yeah. that's that's amazing stuff. Yeah. And again, like if you're feeling nervous or like you don't know or, or you feel like you want to know but you're you're scared that it's going to be way too expensive for you to find out, like right now you just just download it, right? Yeah. Print it out, read it. Um, definitely do it by a pool. That seems like the right yeah, way yeah, to do it yeah, if you yeah. can. Um, and, and, and I think it's really going to be something that's going to be impactful to your business, your life, and keep it going in a way that, that you want, right? I think a big part of that is control your outcomes and control your business. And having the legal protections are really what you need to do that. So this is a great step. And now if someone's looking for more advanced assistance, they're going to do this and say, hey, I'd like to talk to you, Damon. I'd like to work with your team. How can they connect with you to do that? Email me. Email you. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, All yeah. right. Or, or call me. All right. Yeah, Sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Sounds we've got good. A, we've got a great team of people uh, here at the show, and in you know at our firm. So, you know, it's it's really fun to to help our clients yeah. and uh, to watch their success and feel like you're part of it and provide value. And you know, the, the team we've got 
they really, again, they understand the business issues, but we, we really like our clients, yeah. you know? Um, I, I actually like to get called at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night with a client asking me if, you know, if I can help them sort through a problem, you know? It, it, nice. I think, and that's a part of our team. We just get satisfaction helping people. But anyway, long answer, yeah. non-responsive answer, <laughs> email. Yeah. D uh, right yeah at grsm dot com perfect yeah. and make sure to send it at ten ten at night then yeah, on right. Saturday that's right <laughs> um, well fantastic game. I really appreciate your time really appreciate you being out there protecting business owners building relationships and just making a better business world with therefore is a better world so um, guys please please read this everyone needs to I think it's so impactful um, again also rate subscribe review the podcast um, and keep listening for ma- more amazing conversations like this um, and more great information with that you guys have a good one and be safe out there